the good news is my neighbor seems to have stopped the leaf oh, hovercraft. Oh, great. So good. I mean, I expect his hovercraft to come out at any moment. But for now, there's some oh nice Oh, my gosh. Silence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think we forgot to say in the last episode that we're recording remotely. Right. I've been sick. Our school was out here for the flu, and then we had election day. <sighs> I don't know what I had. If I had, like, a real quick flu or what. It was weird. Anyway, Kara's pregnant, so I don't want to be around her when she's sick or when I'm sick. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. Oh, hey, guys. I'm Kara. And I am Megan. Ooh. And I have a short little episode for you today. Lovely. That I'm pretty excited about. I kind of wish I had found this one back in October because it seems like a perfect halloweeny like mm. spooky little episode yeah um it's really it's interesting it's a kentucky one Love it. so you know those are always my favorite i know that i have been doing a lot of historical episodes lately uh-huh. but i couldn't help myself with this one because like i said it's a kentucky story and it's like super weird and it just happens to be historical so Fun. i had to do it okay real quick before we get started i wanted to do a quick trigger warning I know it's a true crime podcast, and so a lot of the times I just think it goes without saying that, you know, there's going to be upsetting things Mm -hmm. discussed. But in this case, we're going to talk about an infant dying, and that is not always something that you're going to hear about in a crime case. And Or, or, you know, we're not just true crime, but you know what I mean. It's not something we talk about a whole lot of the podcast. So I just wanted to give you a heads up that if that's something that's really hard for you to hear about, totally understand if you want to skip this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. 1891, mm-hmm. like yesterday. I did not look up the facts, but yeah, 1891 mm-hmm. <laughs> in Pikeville, Kentucky. Ooh. Okay, so Pikeville is in eastern Kentucky. If you're familiar with the Hatfield and McCoys, mm-hmm. the Pikeville is McCoy territory. Love it. Dwight Yoakam was also born there. Oh my gosh, amazing. <laughs> and... Just a short drive from Pikeville, you can visit Butcher Holler, birthplace of Loretta Lynn. Oh, (laughs) yeah. My granny was also born in a holler, different holler, but also in eastern Kentucky. Her, The holler she was born in is called Sassafras Holler, which I just. Oh, my gosh. It's the perfect name. Um, And it's it's like an hour from Pikeville. I love that. So today, almost 8,000 people live in Pikeville. Mm-hmm. In 1889, that number was 450. Ooh. For some reason, I thought Pikeville was even bigger than that today, but I guess not. So 450 people lived there in 1889. And one of the more prominent men in Pikeville back then was a wealthy businessman named James Hatcher. He was into timber, coal mining, and he would become the owner of the first hotel in the Pikeville community, But that hasn't happened yet because we're in 1889. (laughs) And the main thing is he was ambitious and entrepreneurial. He was into a little bit of everything. He wasn't afraid to try stuff, which, as you know, I love people Mm -hmm. who aren't afraid to try stuff. Right. And sometimes he failed. But when he didn't, he would make a whole lot of money. So he could fail big and lose a lot, Mm -hmm. but he would win big and get a lot of money. And it's like he won more. He succeeded more often than he failed. Oh, okay. So he was married to a woman named Octavia Smith. In January of 1891, Octavia was 20, and she gave birth to their son, Jacob. But Jacob did not live very long. Um, I don't have any details on what caused his death, and I swear every article had a different timeline of his life. Mm -hmm. Like some were like... Some didn't were really vague, and they were like, he didn't live long, like I just said. Others were like... 
He died right after he was born. Oh, okay. He died several weeks after he was okay. born. So I'm yeah. not sure. But it seems that from what I can tell, if he was alive when he was born, then he died within hours. And I'm basically basing that on the fact that his headstone has the same day for his birth and death. Oh, gotcha. So it wasn't terribly uncommon for infants to die back then. You know, things like the weather, the harvest, war, and disease all worked against them. The infant mortality rate in the United States in 1889 was somewhere around 165 Mm -hmm. for every 1,000 live births. Today, the infant mortality rate in Kentucky is 6.2. Oh. FYI. So as you might imagine, losing her son put Octavia in a very deep depression. And then she herself got very sick too. Oh, gosh. And I think it's the kind of sick that is just... Her heart was broken. Yeah. She was very sad and very depressed and just didn't have a lot. Right. Yeah. I cannot imagine. No. She became so sick that she ended up going into a coma. And on May 2nd, 1891, James called the doctor to come out of their house. The doctor came out. He pronounced Octavia dead. What? And so about four months after he lost his son, James Hasher lost his wife too. Oh my gosh. He was... Of course, just yeah. Wow. Back then, embalming wasn't a common practice, Mm -hmm. and it was a particularly hot summer. Oh. So a funeral was organized quickly, and Octavia was buried next to Jacob in the Pikeville Cemetery. And that's basically where you would expect this sad little story to end. Right. A week later, more people in Pikeville were sick. Oh. And they went through the same progression of symptoms. They would get very ill and then they would slip into a coma. What? But then they would wake up. People called it the sleeping sickness. Listen, (laughs) as you know, you can find the show notes. You can find the sources. Yeah. And some of them are going to mention this fly. There's this fly. It's called the, it's T-S-E-T-S-E. Tsetse? Tsetse? Oh. I don't know. The Tsetse fly. And when you read about this case, you see a lot of mentions of this fly and how it causes sleeping sickness. This is true. That fly does cause a sleeping sickness, but that fly is only found in rural Africa. Okay. So if you're hearing this now and you're going to repeat the story later, please stop saying that it was because of this African fly. (laughs) That is not true. It did not creep into their homes. Yeah, this did not happen. So no one really knows what caused the mysterious illness in the Pikeville community. There was speculation of some sort of mosquito-borne illness, and there was also talk of it being caused by some sort of gas leak, like a natural gas leak from one of the mines. Hmm. It's big coal mining country there, so maybe something like that. Yeah. Regardless, James saw how this illness played out in other people, and he thought, wait, they woke up? Right. And quickly, he organized an emergency exhumation of his wife's coffin. <gasps> mm-hmm. A group of men dug up Octavia's coffin, opened it, and found that Octavia was indeed dead. But. Oh, no. There's a but. There were scratches and claw marks <gasps> on the inside oh, of the coffin. Oh, my gosh. And Octavia's nails were bloody and bent back. And oh. James realized that his wife had not actually been dead when she'd been placed in that coffin and buried in the ground. Oh, no. But she was definitely dead now. So James had to bury his wife for the second time, this time with the knowledge that he had accidentally allowed her to be buried alive. Mm. So he had a lifelike monument created from her photograph and placed it on top of her grave. It still stands there today, 
although there's been a little damage to it over the years, her right hand is now broken off. It used to hold a parasol and had a huge ring on the finger. Oh. So James lived the rest of his life in Pikeville, and he never remarried. He never had any more children. In the late 1920s, he began building the Hatcher Hotel, which would become the social capital of Pikeville. Ooh. Eleanor Roosevelt even visited in 1934. Oh, did she? How mm-hmm. cool. So inside the hotel, James had what was referred to as a museum. But the only thing I saw mentioned that was in there was his coffin, which he had created well before he died and then displayed there at the hotel. So he's still alive, but his coffin is just there. I'll tell you about it in a second. But the Hatcher Hotel still stands, but is no longer a hotel. Okay. According to one article I read, he had the hotel built so that he could look out and see Octavia's grave from the hotel. I know. And just the fact that he never remarried and never had any more children, I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. he loved her. He loved her a lot. So here's what's interesting about the coffin, and it makes sense given the story. It either had a self-opening mechanism inside or it had a bell inside that could be rung in the event that James was accidentally buried alive. Oh. So when James did eventually pass away in 1939, 50 years after his beloved wife, he was buried next to Octavia in the Pikeville Cemetery. Now, this legend has been passed around for generations and has remained mostly consistent. But the problem is some people don't believe it because there's no official documentation to back it up. I just love a good legend. (laughs) I do too. But like, so we know James Hatcher existed and Octavia and Jacob. We know this because they have tombstones there at the cemetery that you can see right now. Like they were all real people and we know their ages. We know that they're buried together. So right, none of that seems to be in question. Okay, But there's no obituary for Octavia or her son. Oh. And that doesn't mean that, I mean, yeah. nobody's saying that they didn't die. But right. there's just no article to verify how they died. Well, it was so long ago, too. Right. It seems obvious to me, of course, like I said, that they all existed and they all had a close connection. Mm-hmm. James does have an obituary and it does mention Octavia. It doesn't call her his wife. It calls her the love of his life, which oh, I'm like, gosh. oh, it's the business about whether or not Octavia was buried alive that can't be verified. Oh, one article that interviews a local historian, it says it's not just that there are no obituaries for Octavia and Jacob. It's that the Pikeville area newspaper records for that specific period just aren't available. Hmm. So I don't know what happened to them. Right. But it seems like maybe there was some sort of uh, accident or natural disaster or something. And right. They're just not around. Yeah. So she said, it's like those handful of months where her obituary should have been is gone. So there isn't oh. any proof whether th- she was actually buried alive or if the obituary just maybe would have said she passed away. Oh. In letters and notes that James wrote at the time that Octavia died, he never mentions her tragic death. But months before he died, James did write a letter in which he talked about Octavia, but he talked about her lovingly without any clue that something horrible might have happened in her death. Okay. But this just means nothing to me. Like, I don't right. think he had to write letters about it. No. Like, maybe he just had to put it out of his mind in order to go on with his life. Right, right. Maybe he was just like, there's no use dwelling on it, particularly 50 years later. 
maybe he just didn't want to talk about it. Right. You know, exactly. There's also a theory that because James was a wealthy businessman and Octavia was also from a wealthy family, mm-hmm. that it was kind of covered up and not widely reported in the newspapers. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want it to affect business or maybe they just thought it was like in poor taste. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like maybe they were just like, oh, we let her die in a coffin. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's just not something you want people talking about right. for any number of reasons. Right. The only thing I thought to sort of question about the story that would make it like maybe this didn't happen is the whole thing is like in order for her to have been buried before they realized she wasn't dead, mm-hmm. she had to have been buried really quickly. Right. right. So I started thinking about the whole thing where it's so hot uh-huh. that they had to bury her quickly. Yeah. I mean, a doctor pronounced her dead. What kind of coma was she in? Okay, yeah, to where her heartbeat was so faint or her pulse was so faint that they couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So in the 1800s, -hmm. I looked this up, it was customary to sit with the body for three to four days to make sure the person was dead. And this happened in the late 1800s. But I guess without embalming, if it's pretty warm, and if there was already a weird illness going around, maybe they did. Like, hurry her into the ground quicker than usual. And her son had just died, too, right? So mm-hmm. maybe they were like... Yeah, four months earlier. Yeah, so maybe yeah. they were like, oh, she had the same thing? Maybe. And that's the other problem is with not knowing what he... Right, why yeah, he yeah, yeah. He so I looked it up. Okay, the Kentucky Derby is always the first Saturday in May. Mm-hmm. And Octavia died on May 4th, so it would have been around that time. I found a chart that gave the weather for Derby Day... Every year, oh, right? So yeah. in 1891, it said high of 71, a low of 53. Now listen, the Derby's in Louisville, and that is not near Pikeville. Right, exactly. I'm doing the best that I can. In 1891, Derby Day, high of 71, low of 53. These days, the average high and low for Pikeville in May is a high of 79, a low of 54. Hmm. I mean, it's warm. But not not 90s like it can get. Yeah, and it's not unusually warm. Right. And it's It's warm enough that a body would decompose quickly. Yeah. If it wasn't properly stored, but that would be true for anybody. Right. Exactly. That died. Yeah. You know, I guess when I read really hot, I was thinking a lot hotter. Right. I was thinking like summer burning up hot. Still, if y'all have never been to Kentucky, it's surprisingly humid. People don't realize that it's real humid. Okay. Now a helicopter is landing on my house. <laughs> it's the president. He stops by. The he most likes to visit. Inconvenient times. So, like, I go to Florida every year, and people are always like, oh, you're from Kentucky. I bet you're not used to this heat. I'm like, no, this actually feels completely fine. This is normal. (laughs) This is how it feels in Kentucky. It feels way hotter than it actually is because the air is just thick and heavy. Yeah. So, regardless, what seems obvious, there there was a man named James Hatcher who loved his Octavia very much, enough to have this memorial statue made, and they had a child who didn't live long. Yeah. It's possible the legend was made up because people saw that big lifelike statue and they wanted the story behind it. Right, they wanted something to carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that he was crazy in love with his wife. Maybe she was never buried alive. Maybe he just loved her so much and she died young. Yeah. And he lived 50 years longer than her. Maybe he had it made because and he never remarried. Like, no matter what, (laughs) he loved Octavia. A lot. Yeah. And maybe that's the mystery is how do you find someone who loves you? Exactly. That much. Exactly. Kara, will you, will you please have a lifelike statue made of me? Megan, I already have. (laughs) So don't worry about it. Okay. And my tombstone will say, 
Megan Whitmer. Was loved a lot by Kara. Riddle of her time. Yes, riddled of her time. Kara yes. loved her a lot. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I need. <laughs> Sweet little story. I mean, it's sad. I don't know if the buried alive part is true, but the parts that we can tell are true are like, yeah, oh. yeah. So sweet. He oh, loved her. Oh. Yeah. Man. So that's the story of Octavia Smith and this legend in Pikeville. Okay. But if people really are waking up in coffins, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I tried to look up more, like, were there new stories about this sleeping sickness in Pikeville? Mm-hmm. But Pikeville's not a huge city. There's not a whole lot of news coming out of there right. anyway, yeah. especially back in the 1800s. So anything I looked up was about, it just kept talking about Octavia. Yeah. So I couldn't do a deep enough dive. I know. I so badly want to go to the library here in town mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. go through old archives and just search. I mean, I'm sure oh, yeah. they would be like, what are you doing searching the word murder? But I just so badly want to. No, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. You just should. Yeah, I should. Who's going to stop you? No, but I mean, they, the library might, but it, you know <laughs> what? I'm sure people look up weirder stuff. Oh, so. 100%. Yes. I mean, I say this all the time. Our internet keepers are probably like, what? Uh, we're on every are list. are they doing? For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I go from like how to make this kind of dessert to what yes. does this dead body yes. look like? So. <laughs> all the time. All right. That's it for this Tuesday, you guys. We'll be back on Friday with another yeah, one. Yeah, it was a neat little yeah, side piece. I liked it. Yeah. I always like finding a good Kentucky story. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. We love you guys a lot. Yes, we love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Goodbye. <laughs>